All right, Soul Fam, welcome to a fiery, hot new episode of Ceremony Circle Podcast. I'm your host, shaman and author, Allison Charles. And like I said, this one is a true fireball of energy. It is all about money magic with the queen of cracking the conscious money codes and yoga and meditation teacher, Melissa Ruiz. Now, Melissa and I go way, way, way back. (laughs) I'm talking back to the time where we both worked in television as producers. And at one point, I exited out of a producer job. I had no idea. I left that show, went on to another show, and had no clue who filled in for my position once I left. I found out about a year later, it was Melissa. And they actually called her the quote-unquote new Allison when she started working there. And so we get into our really funny history and friendship trajectory in this episode And then once we cover all of that, Melissa just opens up her cosmic gateways and starts streaming in tons of epic information that can help you change your money mindset, inner energetics around it, and the amount of cash flow you have happening and circulating in your life. She also shares why unlocking true inner happiness was absolutely the main goal for her long before she became this powerful divine money coach. She shares the signs that revealed that let her know she just had to finally give up her previous corporate television jobs, her six-figure lifestyle there, to launch her yoga and conscious biz, and many of the tests that came in that she endured to make that official pivot. We dive into the main resistances and limiting beliefs that she had to work through and how she did all of that to reach where she's at now. And where she's at now is just a tiny touch away from being a millionaire within her conscious business in less than two years. We talk about the practices that kept her out of sinking into worry and lower realm thoughts on money when she first began. And speaking of, we get into this, but where she first began, you know, this is a conscious money coach that knows about poverty. You know, her dad fled Cuba She does not come from money. She knows what it's like to, on the full spectrum of money, be on the poor side and now to be on the near millionaire side. So she's really teaching from an embodied place, which I love. And we go over the three main steps that she says are the keys to bringing this conscious money into your life. Why money can be such a triggering topic. You know, if you're in a gathering of people and you just say the word money, More often than not, people's heads just start swirling with thoughts and opinions. Oftentimes, they're very charged. And I love how Melissa brings a really potent freedom energy into the topic of money. There are so many empowering life, consciousness, and money tips jam-packed into this episode. And she brings it all with so much passion and soul force. It is clear she has found her calling with this work and she put in she put in the work and many years of it to get to this place it's such an honor to see her here shining in her true divine power i have witnessed the whole trajectory it's been astounding so get ready for an eat pray love kind of episode but This one is for inner happiness being the foundation and then cracking the conscious money codes as one of the flavor options for the icing. So there's so many places that we could start. I know, literally. 
Literally, like just drop a pin anywhere. Yeah, because our <laughs> the way the universal swirls of our energies started to collide was before we even physically met. And so we have to, we cannot have this interview without acknowledging that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I have touched briefly on my background in other episodes. I haven't gone fully into it, but they've heard me say I was a radio and TV host. And I think I've mentioned that I was a TV producer for a while, but I've not gotten into that. So I was a TV producer for a while. Claim it. You know you were. I was (laughs) on various shows, some that you've probably watched. And one particular daytime talk show I, and this is where it gets funny because I'm going to have to have you refresh my memory. I, what was the role? Yeah. What was that? What was the job I did? Yes. What? Seriously. I was a researcher. That's right. Yes. You were in the research department and oh my God, I can't wait to just like fully go into this because I don't think you even know this, but they used to call me the new Allison. You can go ahead and say the story, but when oh you, God. Yeah. So that's how I was like, wait, no, I am Melissa. They're like, no, you're the new Allison. Because that role that you had, like I specifically took that role. And as you remember, there was a lot of APs, associate producers, but that role was just one. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And that's the one role that I took right after you had exited. So this is so trippy. That was the last long-term TV producer role that I ever had. I then worked very briefly on another show. I think I had to do with ghosts or something. And that's where every fiber in my entire being said to me, Allison, no. Mm. And it got so loud. You know me. I mean, I'm dedicated and all in. That message was so loud, not long. I think it was a couple weeks after I started that new gig. I had to go to the EP and say, I am so sorry. I have to go. And that was so mortifying to me because we know in TV, there's... You have to be committed. Yes. (laughs) There's a million things going on. There's big budgets. Like if someone leaves mid-production, it's a massive deal. So I had to do that. And that was right after this um, syndicated TV talk show. So I was working as the researcher. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) And I was helping to book guests. Yep to come on and be guests for the talk show, for the host to chat with. And that job. Let's not even get into it. That was a whole... So toxic. Yeah. (laughs) It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So when I left, I didn't know who they brought in after me. No clue. And I don't... How long after you then... So then I find out that Melissa was the person who became the quote-unquote new Allison, who became the next researcher. But how long after you took that job was it until we met? Do you remember? Honestly, I think it wasn't that long after. Maybe like a year because we then got introduced to, you know, this woman, Michelle. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Michelle. I love you to pieces. And um, we just got close working on the show. So there was like this person that was left for us to connect because right. she loved you. And then she started to film things for you on the side yes. as you like, you know, really stepped, stepped into, into my your truth. calling. Yes. And, you know, 
I have to tell you, you were such a representation of everything that my heart desired, but didn't even know was Mm. possible. And you really filled that like, holy crap, like here's a person that was a TV producer. She was just like me. And she like went all the way left and I couldn't quite understand it. But I know like, look, my chills, full body chills, because there was something in me that was like, who is this person? Get to know them, get to be around them, support them, go to their events. Like it was, it was very trippy. And Michelle was like, Hey, I'm going to this event. And I'm like, what event? And she's like this full moon circle thing. You are doing your whole like uh, Equinox and Brooklyn thing. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. Yes, yes, yes. And boom, you know, I met you in person. Yeah. But it was weird because I feel like my soul was planning this whole thing before and kind of orchestrating all of this. Mm-hmm. She sent me your page and I was like looking on your page and I'm like, wow, what is this so connected to this person? Mm. It's so interesting and bizarre. And at that time, like I had like 300 followers, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't into the Instagram thing, the social media well, thing. Well, you didn't have time because no. when you're a TV producer, yeah. that takes every ounce of Literally energy. 14 hours yeah. a day, no shade. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was crazy. It was crazy. And I just remember ever since the second we met, it was just like, oh, hello again for the 10 millionth time and just such instant drop-in sisters, deep soul sister, like instant rapport, instant ease. And we have stayed in close connection, connection, whether that's through like earthly phone or through soul, but we have always, ever since the day we met, we've Always, Always stay, stay connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember even being in another job, you know, selling TV shows. And I'm like, Allison, like, Allison is the shit. Like, we, like, guys, we need to meet this beautiful, magical, mystical human being. Like, I just remember always your aura, your presence, your energy having this, like, you know, all the work that you're doing now. I literally always saw that. I mm. always saw that you were going to do this just like radical, amazing. Uh, leading community and really paving the way. And that's what you've been doing. That's the work that you've been doing is to really stand in your power exactly the way you look and all your beauty, your goddess, that energy. And there was something that gave me permission and gave so many other people permission. So yeah, oh, yeah. So girl, beautiful. you're making mm. me get emotional just because yeah. I even have it here and I really want to f- find it. I have it right here. Why were you always such a huge believer in me? Mm. And it's like, you've already started to answer it, but that has always stood out. Yeah. Our entire journey of all these years is, I I remember when we were in that development meeting, when you were a development producer, I think at the time. And, um, you know, just the way that you always respected me to the utmost Mm. and honored who I was and my shamanism to the utmost. And just believed in me. And yeah, so you have started to touch on that, the permission slip and the fact that you could tell the work I'd put in or or whatever. Um, But I was so curious what that was for you that resonated so deeply. It was a deep inner knowing. It was beyond the permission slip. It's like my, something inside of me recognized this other dimension that nobody else had exposed to me. And see, when somebody comes in their light, your light is so powerful and it demands for you to look at it. And I felt that. I was like, 
oh, what is this ball of, you know, beauty and light and work? And it, it was the first time I was ever exposed to that in a way that I wasn't afraid, in a way that it wasn't this curiosity to like want to know more. It was just like, oh, this is what it is. Mm. And now you know that uh, this exists. And uh, I was like, oh, goddamn. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, and it, it unraveled. I unraveled like an onion very quickly. It, I really feel you were such a guide um, that was put in my life to show me that beginning entry of what really being a spiritual human being feels like and looks like in real life because sometimes it's hard for us to conceptualize these things. I came from the church. I came from like, just, you know, tell your pastor all your problems or just, you know, get a good job, get your, a good husband. Your dad was a political refugee yes. from Cuba. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you certainly weren't probably around many shamans who looked like me, especially. No, no, at all. You know, my parents, you know, my dad, you know, escaped Cuba literally on the run for eight months, came here, just like literally had like a hard knock life, you know, went into the military. My mom was the oldest of nine. She had to take care of all her siblings, lots of trauma, lots of stuff happening. And one of the things that I was exposed to, my mom's Ecuadorian, I would go to Ecuador every single year. And my aunt, my titi, was a reader. And I was always exposed to things in a different way. And again, I didn't understand it. So my, like the way I conceptualized that, I couldn't put it all together. I was just like, oh, my, my titi's a reader. Like, that's so cool. Like everybody in the whole freaking town comes to her to get these baños and to get these cleansings. And I'm like, okay, like that's not what I want to do. I don't know too much of it. So... I think, you know, circling it back to you, I think you came in in a way that was like, whoa, this person, this goddess, like, you know, I think it comes back to perception. What do we think a spiritual person looks like? What do we think they do? Well, that was my titi. Like, whatever you're imagining now, like, that was her. You know, she's a little overweight. She had her little stuff in the bag. Herbs everywhere. Herbs everywhere. Eggs everywhere. And, you know, she just, like, literally looked like the type of person that you would go to for a reading. Mm -hmm. You know, with her cards and smoking her cigarillo and her, all of the things. And I think you, again, you bring that permission and you represent that represented that for me mm -hmm. um, so yeah wow yeah I, I, i've been lot. waiting it is it's a and lot I, I just it's been so incredible and i was just waiting for the right like time and drop in and it you know it came and so i'm so glad you were yeah. willing to come down from new york yeah. to do this and to also do the other things you're doing but i just couldn't wait for us to have this moment yeah. because I'll flash even right now. It's like, I'll have these like flash memories of things that you would say early on. And I can't even remember the exact words, but I remember, I think it might even even been after that development meeting where we were trying to come up with a certain TV show concept for me. And I think we were quite a bit ahead of our time at that time. No, now I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Seriously, we were so ahead of the time because now there's so many shows yeah. about all of the things. Yes. But um, yeah. anywho. Yeah, all, all <laughs> is perfect. But um, I remember you saying at different times, gosh, Allison, I just, 
you know, I, I just so respect what you're doing. And I feel like at that time there was a yoga interest or something. Yeah. And I remember you saying, you know, I'm really drawn to yoga and meditation and th things were already starting to bubble mm -hmm. up inside of you at that time. Oh, yeah. So I was curious, you know, when was the first like major itch or sense that Melissa, you've got to do something here. Like this, this sense is now to another level. When did that hit? Yeah, that's really interesting because there were so many things that happened all at once, as it usually always happens, right? It's like not just one thing, but simultaneously, I was finding myself at work, super burned out, working the, you know, 14, 15 hours. You popped into my life, right? Like as this representation, like, oh my God, look at this thing. It's kind of available. I know you're interested in something, you know, what, what's going on? It didn't have all of the answer. It's like the path was opening and I didn't know what steps to take. I just saw I was take. like the lighthouse. Yeah, you were. You were. And the waves and everything was happening in your life. And I'm this like beaming you thing. You okay. were. And before I go on, thank you. Ah. Yeah. And I've been wanting to tell you that. Thank you. That was, that was such an important part of my life. And, you know, we get blessed with ascended masters, with guides, with mentors, with friends that show up as that representation. And, and you were that. So thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thanks. That yeah. happened. And then at work, my, my second uh, kind of mentor came through in the way of a coworker. And I was, you know, getting burnt out. I was having a rocky relationship with somebody who I was with for 10 years. It was just not going the way I wanted. There was this element of being like swept under the rug, like this, like, what is it called? Like when somebody pulls the rug underneath your feet. Yes. You pulls know? the rug from out, out from underneath you. Yeah, it definitely, it, it felt like that because I was overworking myself with this person for a really long time, got married. And then two months later, the whole thing started to fall apart. So I started to fall apart. I was like, wait, what is going on? I did all of the things, you know, both of my parents are immigrants to this country. There was such an emphasis on, you know, Melissa, get a job, Melissa, get married, Melissa, do all the things. Well, and, yeah. And, and pressure. And on paper, you had absolutely made it. Yeah. Because you were working for MTV and yeah. VH1, like some of the biggest networks. Oh, yeah. You had high ranking production shows. positions yeah. and big, huge yeah. shows. And you were making High six figures. Yes, I was making six figures and I was developing shows. I had credit on these shows. It wasn't just like I was just, you know, the person running coffee. Like I was really making major decisions, things that I always wanted to do. And this pressure of Melissa, do all of these things correctly, if you will, was mm. my only reference point to what success looked like. Mm -hmm. So that's a really important part that I love to talk about too, because, you know, there are different levels to success and that I just knew that one. And then really what happened was my coworker was noticing that I was so stressed out. She was a yoga teacher. She was this cute little Brazilian girl. She was like, come to yoga. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I'm lifting weights. You know, I'm very, and that's also why I connected with you, Allison, because I was also an athlete mm -hmm. from a very young age. I was a gymnast. I was a dancer. I was a WNBA cheerleader, ironically. Every time I throw that in, you know, my audience is like, what the fuck, Melissa? That's, really? a, curve, that's a curveball. <laughs> curveball, right? And it was just like this high achieving. And I didn't realize that, that there was a lot of people pleasing in me. I was the middle child. I was always kind of screaming like, look at me. Mm. You know, you don't see me. You forgot me. So I really just sunk my teeth into everything that I did. 
I wanted to be the best producer. I wanted to be the best girlfriend. I wanted to be the best wife. I wanted to be the best everything. And when that started to unravel, And you're not feeling fueled or like happiness from it. And you're just like, holy crap, I'm giving everything that I I, I gave everything. I mean, literally. I mean, I couldn't have given anymore. And I gave in my, that girl, uh, finally, I showed up to that 6 a.m. yoga class and it just changed me. Mm -hmm. It was, I, I needed that. It was the thing that she came in my life to show me. And when I left that class, I always remember the sense of home. I always like, I got, I li- it's actually the first time I heard myself. Mm. I never heard like that deep, 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 deep knowing of who you are, not the chatter and the yeah. monkey. Like, the, like, it was the first time I heard myself. And the like, soul knowingness. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what's that? You know, and I heard myself like, you can always come back home to this. And of course, I couldn't have predicted this. This person left. They went to travel the world. They quit their job similar to you. So this is the second person now I see. I'm getting their, full body tingles. Me too. Quits their job. Goes to Peru. Goes to all these places. I'm like looking on Instagram. Like I want that. I want to like, I, I, I want to, not that person, but I want that. Like, yeah. I want, like, what do I do? My marriage is falling apart. And I went back to yoga at 6 a.m with another person. And the more I kept healing my body, the more I just, I just felt the alignment. Yes. I just started to feel and know, like, I, I also got this deep inner knowing of, okay, stop smoking cigarettes. Stop drinking alcohol. Stop poisoning your body. It's been four years. Um, practice meditation. You've relaxed the body. Conquer the mind. You know, I just started to like, again, this, this inner voice. Sometimes when these instructions were coming in, were you just like, yeah. who was oh that? God. I'm like, who was that? Who, who, who so someone you? in this room? Yeah. <laughs> Literally who sent you? Because I was the person, you know, let's just go back real quick, that I would make fun of people that talked like me mm-hmm. and was saying all of this stuff before yoga. Again, I was into fitness. I was doing CrossFit, you know, which was my objection. Like, I don't want to do yoga. That thing seems easy. Meanwhile, and parties were not a foreign world to you. No, I was partying, girl. Like, it was nobody's fucking business because I was overworking myself Monday to Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I was like, oh girl, we're getting on top of this table and we're going to dance and get drunk. Mm -hmm. So I was really poisoning my body, just constantly beating myself up, feeling bad, feeling shame, feeling like, I don't know, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Like literally, like what is going on with my life? Like this doesn't feel good. This doesn't make sense. Chaotic. It was so chaotic. And you know, the change really came from wanting to see clearly what was in front of me. I felt like, you know, if anybody has ever experienced this in their life where everything just feels messy and chaotic and nothing makes sense. And I remember like just crying and bawling and writing down a list. And I'm like, God, what do I have to do now? Like, how can I get clear? How can I see the situation that I'm in right in front of my eyes so that I can make a change? And it came, stop drinking, stop doing this, do more yoga, do medicine. Like, it literally came like testaments. You yeah, know what I mean? And I mean, and thank God though, because <laughs> yeah. I do want to acknowledge your willingness because a lot of times those messages will come in, yeah. but the person will just keep walking down the path yeah. that they know. Yeah. And you... You allowed yourself to tune in, like all that you described about what I was representing for you at that time. You let yourself look into that. You let yourself 
yes. pull the curtain back more and be and and smell into that more mm. and feel into that more. And like when these messages started to come in, you heated them. Yeah. So that's that's the key. Yeah. It's so beautiful, you know, just like literally answering the call and not being afraid to just constantly shut down and and do the same repetitive thing that isn't working. It was it was right. the pull too, you know. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I always tell people that I work with, listen, if you're not sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're probably not going to change. Yes. Like, you got to be you got to be so sick and tired of your shit that you curse yourself out. And yeah. you're like, girl, like you you have to be willing yes. to stop suffering. Yeah. Yeah, and something that I started to get clarity over was happiness and joy. I wanted happiness and joy, but real happiness and joy. Like I had the house, I had the BMW, I had the money, I had the car, I had the this. But like, I wanted the real happiness and joy. Bingo. And if you'll see right here on my notes, it says winning but lost. Yeah, That is a phrase that I coined, downloaded in a number of years ago. And it's exactly what you're just talking about. And I had that life too, where I was quote unquote winning and so many capacities and categories, you know, all these glamorous jobs, right? That we're talking about and national champion athlete and blah, 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 whatever. Like all these things that get like you accolades and awards and things to hang on your wall and whatever. But I was lost. I was not feeling true fulfillment. I was not feeling true inner happiness. It, and so winning, but lost. And so that's why I put it here. Because when I was reflecting on your journey, it was that same before you really had your awakening and really started to embark on your true path. You were winning, but lost. So lost. So lost. It's so beautiful to be now sitting in this position of like, wow, you know, we don't need a lot. Yes. You know? It's so crazy. We always think that we need so much, but we don't, you know, we just need that inner peace, that stillness, that harmony. (laughs) Totally. I say that to Luke all the time, just like no matter what is swirling around, like I am so at peace with myself Mm. and my life and I'm just, I'm good. I'm good with God. I'm good. Good with God. Nobody can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can spend money, you know, you can have all of these things that go away. But nobody can take that peace that you feel and that happiness, that joy, you know. And actually, in fact, you know, talking about like, you know, manifesting and being able to, you know, really start to tune into the frequency of prosperity and all this stuff. It's so beautiful how when you have peace in your life, you just attract more peace. Mm -hmm. You know, you just attract more good things. Or you realize that you're in a situation that's not ideal and you're like, damn it, I really don't want to be in this. But you learn to not lose your peace over it. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that. What does that mean? Does that mean, you know, your life is going to be perfect? No. No. Your life is not going to be perfect. And oftentimes it gets really hard before it gets in balance. Mm -hmm. It's learning. It's learning to access that joy. You know, it's learning to choose to be happy, to choose, mm-hmm. you know, so much. I was, I went on a quest. I, I like literally like eat, pray, love, but like happiness. Like I was so determined to figure out what does happiness look like? Who has happiness? Who, how do you access it? Is it for a little while? Is it for a long while? Can you keep happiness? And that's where I ended up in Morocco. Literally on a mountaintop with strangers practicing yoga, chanting at five in the morning, you know, and I was because I was curious. And know? wasn't the inner you like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a million things were coming up, yeah. but that deeper 
soul part of you was like clapping and saying, okay, Mal, you're getting on the right track now, you're sister. You're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. Like you're, you're like, you've arrived. You are at the beginning of the trail. Yeah. Keep if you, walking. If, yes. <laughs> if you keep on this path, you're doing it. Yeah. And yeah. so you went to India as well, yeah. right? And you did some yoga yeah, teacher. Yeah, I went to spend time with my teacher. We ended up going to Varanasi, traveling, Goa. This was the person that had left. Oh, right. Um, and I, in my manifestation, I remember um, I bought this book and I was like, write 50 things that you want to do. You were on one of the 50 things. Like in terms of like working with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Become a yoga teacher was one of them. Oh, Become vegan what an was honor. Yes. Made the top 50. Yes, you did. I'll show you. So that way I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. And one of them was to meet this other guy that came through and had went away somewhere in the middle of the world. And I was like, meet her somewhere. Mm. She ended up becoming my teacher. So I went to her yoga teacher training in Morocco, got trained there, ended up going to Thailand, followed her there, spent some time with her there, ended up going to India, spending some time there. So, you know, I say this because um, there's great honor in people who teach you something that changes your life. And I don't think enough people talk about that. You know, I learned this, I learned that, and I just try to keep going or, you know, sell something else. It's just like, like, just stop because this person was sent to you and you were sent to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, it was so, so important. So, yeah, that's, that was well, the connection. Yeah, and I, I love that you bring that up because it is really important and yeah. you have always been, I feel a real master of that because you know, like we've touched on, no matter how many years would go by, whatever time, you know, you would all of a sudden I get a message like, hey, Allison, I'm going to do this retreat in Arizona. And it just so happened, Luke and I were going to be in Arizona (laughs) the exact same time. And you, you know, wanting to bring me in and facilitate uh, a journey for uh, all the amazing, like, I don't know if you refer to them as clients or students or... yeah. Um, There's so many clients. Yeah, I call them. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're they're amazing. Oh, I just love them. You've just yes, you have just always made it a point to personally acknowledge yeah. me and also to acknowledge our path yeah. in front of others. You've always had mastery of that. Yeah. yeah, and so it was really important for me. I knew the time would come, but it's just been so astounding. Yeah. For me to witness you. You've been through it all, girl. You saw me from day one. Day one. Yes. (laughs) Literally. And so it's been such a miracle to watch you. And I've just, you know, commended you so many times just witnessing. And now to the point where I'm like, wow, I can't wait to have her on so she can give me money tips. You know, it's like you have cultivated such an incredible conscious business empire and have done it in a way that is true for Mm. you and a way that is true to honoring, empowering and supporting others that feel really aligned with your mission, done it in a way that's filled with honesty and integrity. And I remember two things. I remember when you were making the pivot from TV over into yoga, meditation, spiritual land, mm-hmm. you would message me here and there and say, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I really just, I really want to be all in with the mm-hmm. spiritual path, but I 
you kept being tested. You kept being sent new TV job oh offers God. for huge contracts. remember that? I totally. I'm like, but somebody's offering me $3,000 a week. What do I do? You know, and, and it's so funny that you bring this up. Our energies are connecting because I wanted to thank you again because I remember those conversations. I remember when I would just like, I don't know why. It was so random that I would message you, right? Like all of these things like, you know, hey, I had a, a soundball experience. Like, I don't know why I ended up telling you all of these things I felt really called to tell you and you would always say keep going that's amazing that's so cool I'm proud of you how important is that message mm. of community right how important do we that that um we need to continue to elevate and cheer people on right and I never had that because you know bringing it back to my background I'm Latina you know they we don't know about yoga we don't know about meditation we didn't have access to these things although you know when you go to the motherland yes but here you know we don't bring those tools with us. So I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't have also a representation of, you know, somebody whose first language was Spanish, who was Latina. I didn't, I didn't know anybody who did yoga. I didn't know anybody who meditated. I didn't know anybody who did the things that you were representing. It's so weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, you know, you, I think back, like, how come I didn't know anybody? I live in Freaking New, New York. York City, yeah. You know, but I didn't. My world was so small. Mm -hmm. It was so limited. What I did know was partying on the weekends, drinking with my friends. And I remember having these conversations with them. And, you know, they would get so angry. They're like, okay, when are you like stopping this drinking thing? Like, like, are you done yet? Like, I remember it had that feeling of like, okay, like, uh, uh, like, are you done already? Like, come on, let's go back to, to this energy. And I was just like, no, mm. like I, I can never go back. Mm. I, I don't want to do that like I, I actually physically can't like, yes like like th this way is the only way that my body my heart my spirit chooses to go yeah and when you start to commit and take enough steps down that lane and your frequency and your inner light grid and your chakras start to do a whole different dance and unity yeah. and communion like all these things start to happen inside and it does, it does become impossible to keep smoking or, yeah. uh, you know, wh whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Trash my body. Yeah, certain <laughs> things just yeah. weed themselves out, people, jobs, whatever. So, yeah. but I was tested and I think that's, yes. that's basically the, the memo here. And I remember clearly the last job that um, I took and I said, no, um, it was a, a very big show on MTV. And it was like one of those dream job things. And when I said, no, they were like, okay, well, you're just going to pay you more money. And I, I remember this. And I remember like I, at that point, I had already moved into a tiny home. I was in 490 square feet. I was right in front of the water. Like I was like already, you know. Changing your changing life. Changing my life. And I remember just bawling and crying, like in a corner. And I'm just like, God, what do I do? I don't want, like, I mean, just bawl, like ugly cry. Like, please don't take me there. Like I just, nothing in my body body wanted to Ooh. do that. God, I get the chills. Yeah. And that it was, was such an initiation for you. Yeah. I had to say no to the money. And it's so ironic that now I've built a business that just 
fully talks about money because I've learned, I've learned so much about money. I've learned about not having it. I've learned having it. I've learned to turn down money for that happiness. And you've learned how to receive large sums from like someone else giving you a check. And now you've learned how to cultivate that energetic system from your own being. Yeah. You know, as a solopreneur, as you call yourself yes, and what you do. Solopreneurship. And, you know, yeah. you took a big gamble. Yeah. I remember oh, I you had uh, $2,000 in your bank and invested about twenty k, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, I did. So that was another yeah. doozy. Yeah, that was a test. It was a test of my faith though. And I think there always comes this opportunity. See, in yoga, we always say this too. Like, here's an opportunity to stand on your head. Like, here's an opportunity to be in the discomfort. Here's the opportunity to sit, right, in this pose and just breathe and see what comes up, right? And when I had $2,000 in the bank, I remember I was so happy. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this period, right? I said no to this job. And then I was like, woohoo, I can go to the beach. I can tan, you know, and I realized something about money. I realized that in six months, I hadn't worked, but my bank account really hadn't changed. Mm. And I found that to be astonishing. And I couldn't stop talking about it. And I kept telling my partner, my like, babe, isn't this crazy? And she was just like, yeah, Melissa, like, she's just like shooing it off. I'm like, no, there's something to money. Like, I'm telling you, like, this is weird. Like, how is it that somebody can pay you like two, $3,000 a week? And it feel like it was just, it was liquidating. Like it would just, it would come in and it would come out. It would come in and come out. And then I would just sit tanning reading, you know, reading Eckhart Tolle's books, like just like really entrenching myself in the things that I was interested in. I gave my opportunity that space and it went down, but not that much. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Why you know? was that? I think because I started to, well, one, I wasn't spending as much, right? So like my lifestyle had changed. So that obviously impacted that. But I started to equate the happiness, the beingness, the stillness, the being able to start to access that frequency of abundance, prosperity, and money. I now start, I started to kind of take that deeper look into like, huh, why isn't this changing? Is it because I'm really happy? Is it because I've changed my mind about money? Is it because I said no to the money and said yes to my happiness? And that actually started my my work, like my work with money. <laughs> when you started to peer back and, and look closer to the, the frequency of money, what, yeah. what, showed itself to you? What did you start to see? Yeah, I started to realize that when we start to walk the path of joy, when we start to honor ourselves, and not just in our relationships, but ourselves, when we learn to say no to things that don't feel good, more is available. Mm. And, and I started to, uh, almost see frequency in front of me. And I started to realize that when I was in fear and when I was scared and when I was trying to control and when I was trying to predict and when I was trying to plan the future, I would literally Hmm. drop into these lower frequencies that one, like it made my body heavy and it only perpetuated and started to create more of that. The worry. Right. It started to create, it started to manifest. I started to realize like now somebody hit my bumper and now I have to get a new bumper and the bumper is $700. And, you know, again, because it started to leave. It was everything, you know, I was making the money, but the worry, the scarcity, the having to keep up, the the competition. So how did you, what practice or what 
what was the quick little dial in thing when you would start to get consciously aware that you were dipping into that zone? Did you breathe and just shift it back up? Or how would you pivot your frequency out of that zone? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. Because I have a, a couple of practices, but the one that instantly kind of like zaps me into that is to close my eyes, to connect to my heart and to connect to that I am divinely worthy and that there is no amount of money. I mean, if we took all the money in the entire world and we put it right in front of you, you're still more worthy than that. And when you understand that, you start to be able to just tune into like, I can really create anything I want as long as I am truthful, as long as I'm I'm not attached to that, as long as I know that if and when I ever get that, that it doesn't make me more inherently worthy, that I am worthy right now, it just changes. It's so Hmm. interesting because it is like, a radio, it is like that dial tone. It just goes from here to here. And when you start to tune into that joy, that contentment, that happiness, that starts to manifest in your in, in your life. Mm-hmm. And it happens instantly. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's literally, it's very magical, you know? It's very magical. And affirmations, you know? At when the scarcity, if anybody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, that's easy, but I still feel like I don't have enough. Well, we have to get into the mind. My sister has a background in psychology and she has a master's degree in, as a social worker. And I uh, ironically ended up with another social worker. And just like being around talk therapy and understanding the brain, what you have to do is you have to go into those limiting beliefs, right? Because that's what they are. They're just belief systems. It's your programming. It's how you were created. We're all perfect vessels, but our parents and our surrounding, you know, they, they programmed us, you know, kind of like a little robot, Mm -hmm. you know, so we got to go in there and the work is to untangle and deprogram and then add in the affirmation, add in what is your truth? What are you choosing For yourself now as an adult, as a conscious adult, what are you releasing, right? This, uh, you know, yeah, that's great, Melissa, but I I don't have access to that. Yes, you do. What are we choosing to believe in? And when you do that time and time again, that truth becomes your reality. Hmm. Yeah, because I I have, I wanted to chat with you. I said, what are a couple of the main resistances you had to really work through? Because, Mm. you know, yeah. Oof. (laughs) Girl, where, where do I start? Okay. Uh, in terms of money? Yeah. Oof. Let's oh my God. Okay. That. Listen, I was the middle child. It was four of us. Okay. So when I tell you nobody gave me anything, like I build every single thing by myself. Nobody handed me anything. So let's start there. My parents were basically broke. They're poor. Their, their mindset was poor. They didn't have the money. My mom didn't work. My dad was in the military. Like there just wasn't Mm -hmm. that much money. So the talk of the town in my house was, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. You have to work harder. You have to do more. We don't have enough. Marry the perfect person. Like There was always the talk of not enoughness. So as an adult, that's what came up for me. Mm -hmm. There isn't enough. And not only is it there isn't enough, there isn't enough for people who look like you. You're brown. 
And you have to work really, really hard. Mm. And you have to work extra, extra hard. You know, and that was proven to me when I went to work. When I went to work on Wall Street and work, you know, in corporate, right? So I was working in corporate TV, right? I wasn't just, you know, working as a TV producer on a show. I was selling million-dollar shows. So when I looked out in the landscape, I was like, oh, this is true. I'm the only Latina. I have to work extra harder. I'm here later. You know, so that's that narrative that I have to work harder was very real for me. So now, fast forward to trying to build a business, that story came up. You have to work harder. You have to do more. And I had to consciously go in there, get still and get quiet and say, no, I am just as deserving as everybody else. These are the things that I am choosing to believe about myself because I know it. When you have access to God, universe, source, whatever your connection to that, that thing bigger than us, you, nobody else can tell you mm-hmm. that you're more deserving. You just know. And I started to access that power, that power that was telling me, Melissa, you are innately worthy and you can do whatever you set your mind to. Melissa, you are no different than anybody else. Melissa, go out and do the thing that you want to do. Stop talking about it. Just walk one foot in front of the other. And when I started to hear that and I started to create the actions in my life to represent that, boom, it just all clicked. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I know you've done so much lineage shifting, as you just said. I mean, you have put in… I have put in the work. And yeah. I always tell people, you know, especially nowadays, let's talk about the online space because it's so interesting, right? And, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of us healers really being pulled sometimes to the online space, right? And it, it is very magical and it is very necessary. I look out into the space. I'm like, man, this is so crazy. Like, I'm seeing more and more mm-hmm. real, amazing, embodied, ascended, beautiful, angelic, beings sharing their work. And we need that. We need more of those stories. But tying it back to social media, I had a really hard time showing up in that way. You know, there was a lot of like, do I know enough? Do I need another certificate? You know, is my knowledge with yoga um, and, and my own deep connection to myself and my God, like, is that enough? Like, is that enough? My God, like, give me the answer to to really align myself with that enoughness you know and I came back home like I literally came back to like holy crap like I do and I don't need to prove anything else because you know when you survive trauma that qualifies you way more than a certificate but when you survive being poor and not having shit and hearing the constant chatter of like, we don't have it. There's not enough. And you tune in, tune into the frequency of limitless money. I'm talking about, I'd be dreaming with, you know, limitless amounts of abundance. And not just in money, mm-hmm. in love, in prosperity. And then, of course, it always manifests in money. You know, you learn something. Mm -hmm. You learn something in that timeline. You start to realize and you start to access like, holy crap, like that there is this, 
this method. There is this tuning in. There is this frequency that is available to every single body. So I just chose to stay in that frequency mm. of abundance. So yeah, I, I, there was, listen, it is not easy, you know, for the person who has to walk this path and is like, oh my God, that sounds great. I want limitless money. I want limitless abundance. It takes work and, and it takes you consciously coming back to that seat, that map that stillness, whatever practice you choose to have, that modality. And the more and more you do that, the more you connect to that huge inner knowing. Not mm-hmm. huge inner knowing, the divine knowing. Right. So I'm so curious, you know, what does your family think having witnessed you, you know, in all these different passageways and now having built such a powerful career and brand on your own, what have they said? <laughs> This is going to be. They, do you mystify them? Or you know what's so crazy? Well, sometimes family, it's hard for them to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this is going to sound really crazy, but um, I am on this journey by myself. Yeah. I'm on this journey by myself. I think the closest people, you know, are people like yourself, people that have aligned myself with my my clients. They're such a beautiful mirror, and mm-hmm. you know, they celebrate me the same way I celebrate them. But yeah, to my family, I am just regular Degala Melissa. Yeah. You know, I am just a regular person. It's and- so funny how it works like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? They don't give a shit. They're just like whatever. <laughs> and also, I think that oh, you- now she's going here and doing this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I literally like before this. My mom's like, uh, you know, screaming. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, mom, I'm in text. She's like, what? I, I, I don't okay, fine. She's like, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand what you're doing right now. Yeah, so yeah. there is also that barrier uh, because there is a language barrier. Mm. I predominantly grew up in a very Hispanic home where both parents spoke Spanish. They still don't speak English to this day, which I think is hilarious. Huh, I'm like, I didn't know that. Oh my guys. Like, please, you've been here for 30 years. Like, can you please speak English? They're so cute. So there is a dynamic of them, like, not really getting it either. Yeah. So it kind of still protects me in the, like, they still don't understand what's actually happening. They don't understand social media. Do they understand that you're a spiritual teacher now? Yeah, they do. Okay. They do. But I don't even think they fully grasp that right. you know they're still very much in like oh or the yoga the way my mom says it she's like oh you're still doing the yoga thing the exercising thing and I'm like mom uh, it's not an exercise thing <laughs> yeah. but uh yes I am still doing wow the yoga thing. what big lineage yeah. shifting you know and of course like so much love to your parents and your yeah. whole ancestry it's it's and not them yeah, absolutely. I chose them. Absolutely. I, I, I chose to reincarnate in this way to teach and to show. And, and it's so beautiful. My mom has been my biggest teacher mm-hmm. in the work that I do. You know, now um, I, I love to talk about, you know, mental health, even though I'm not like a mental health professional. Um, but I got to see mental health in a different perspective. I got to see a parent that grew up with severe trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like textbook trauma, like you know, mom abandoned her in her country. She had to stop, you know, educating herself to take care of all these kids, Mm. you know, come back to this country. This woman remarried, you know, it it was just, there was so much trauma that occurred in that leaving and that abandonment Mm -hmm. and seeing her soothe herself and, you know, being on medication and, and realizing that it's not that you are depressed. It's not that you uh, can't sleep. It's not that you have anxiety. You have trauma. Mm. 
So I was, and like now, you know, and, and she's such a beautiful teacher. Now I get to see like, oh, wow, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like when we have energy that gets stuck in our body yeah. and manifests in this, you know, ugly paralyzing way yeah where now she thinks she's bipolar now she thinks she's all this stuff and it's like you know i've actually been working with her and she's been opening up to me on things that like i never even knew that happened and i was like that makes a hundred percent sense that makes so much sense why you were this way and you had to be this way so you know I very much honor both of my parents Mm -hmm. but i also recognize the work that all of the siblings had to do you know, I think it's so crazy that my sister is the first person to graduate college. Mm-hmm. Like that is regular here in America. But my sister was the first person. And what she studied? Psychology. You know, because she was trying to figure out like, wait, what is going on in this household? Mm. And then I come next, you know, in the middle. And I started to also trying to pick apart like, wait, what is this? What is this dysfunction? What is this? What is this? But I took the energetic route, right? I took that holistic approach, you know, where my sister started to really understand the brain, the mechanics, the what is happening to the body. You know, she can list every diagnosis. And I really look into the being and I'm just like, oh, I see what's happening here, you know, and I see the trapped emotions. So, Mm. yeah. We went all the way left, but yeah. No, it's good too, (laughs) because I mean, I was also reflecting and not that we need to get too much into this, but like, you know, I don't know the correct word. I don't know that rebel or renegade. I oh mean, my God, rebel. Please. Yeah. Yes. It's like, because, you know, you you were also, I think, the first gay Lesbian. Per- yeah. Yeah. So I would have to be the first for everything. Yes. It's just like, there was a lot of firsts, you know. My parents were very traditional growing up. I, I mean, strict, strict. Like, we couldn't even wear, like, a two-piece bathing suit. Mm. Like, it was just very much, like, American culture. We don't get that. Don't get tattoos. Don't get piercings. Be a good child, right? And my sister was that. She was such a good child, you know? And here I come and I'm like escaping out of my third floor fire skate. You know, I'm 13 and I'm like, I am a lesbian. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> right. And like, they literally couldn't even comprehend. I'm like, I have a girlfriend. And they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yes, I do. You know? And I was just that child that I was like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Mm. I was jumping roofs. I was smoking weed. I was, I had such a curiosity and a thirst for danger, for life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know, mm-hmm. you know. There was this sheltering that was happening in in my life with my parents. And then there was this, this half man, half horse, Sagittarius energy that was like, ah, don't keep me in a cage. yeah, horse represents freedom. Yes. And, like, yeah, I power. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and I came out as the first gay person in my entire family. And that wow. was difficult for them. It wasn't difficult for me because I was such a rebel and I was very much like hands on my hip, like I'm this way and you're just going to accept me. So they really didn't have a choice, but I taught them. And guess what? My mom's best friend, my mom has had such a hard time in her life connecting with human beings. Mm. She's never had a friend. I've always seen her connect with somebody and then the relationship falls apart and she feels like, what did I do? And it's because she's a difficult person. (laughs) But guess who's her best friend now? Someone who's gay. A gay guy. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But she would have never been open to it. And I love this guy. He's so amazing. He Mm. gets my mom. He understands her. No judgment. No judgment. They travel together. They go shopping together. And it's so beautiful. You see how we 
we fulfill that calling in so many ways, mm-hmm. you know, not just for us, but for our parents, our friends, um, our community, our planet. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's talk more about more money stuff. Uh, Love money. You know, it's it's such a, it's, it's such a. It's taboo. Yeah, it's taboo. And there can just be so many different energetics at play. uh, Some of them that we have, have touched on. And for me, you know, to be honest, the relationship and dynamics between myself and this earthly thing that we, these pieces of paper and... That we put so much value on. Yeah. Yeah. All of this stuff, you know, it has been one that has taken me the longest to understand and learn. And I know I'm not alone. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, this is why I built my business. Mm -hmm. Literally, this literally is why I built my business. Because in that whole time where I was tanning and reading, I started to become a yoga teacher and um, my classes were getting packed. Like people, like people were like, I had to close the door. It was like 30, 40 people Mm -hmm. type of thing. And I, and I got this, uh, you know, this, this idea. I was like, oh my God, Melissa, use your like, like your little production skills and create a program where you can touch more lives and give people a yoga and meditation practice and, and, and sell it, sell it. And I started to realize shame started to appear. What will my teachers say will appear? All of this stuff started to appear as the as the block. And I was like, wait, hold on. I did this with good intention, right? I, I still hadn't created it, but the idea came from wanting to serve all of these people where I was closing the door and, and realizing that I actually wasn't helping people to the best of my ability. And I'll give you an example. Uh, at the end of the class, I would see people just sobbing, you know, on the mat, like just sobbing with these epiphanies, with these revelations, with this release. And I remember being like, okay, gotta go. I gotta teach the next class, you know? And people literally hanging on my ankles. Like, no, I have a question. I'm in the middle of a process here. (laughs) I I need you. And, And the more that happened, the more it became real that I wanted to bring this practice online. And that was so difficult, Allison, because in our community, you know, I oftentimes, you know, think to myself, how funny is that, right? Like I went to this yoga retreat in Morocco, you know, somebody gave me the biggest gift that radically changed my life, but they left me hanging. I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Mm. I don't know how to be a self-sufficient sustaining person with this thing. You just changed my life. But like now I don't know what to do with it. And I kept seeing yoga teachers also um, go back to the workforce. And I was like, huh, Hmm. what's happening? Why is this happening? And I started to realize because the economy and the way the government and things are set up is not set to support us, you know, and also because of our ancestors and how this message and, and these teachings have been passed down to us, it also hasn't occurred to anybody that we need to live in this 3D world that we have reincarnated to with money, Mm -hmm. with abundance, with the ability to sustain ourselves. So there's been shame. Hmm. We have shamed each other. There's this shame that you cannot receive. There's this shame that you cannot charge that. Okay. Maybe you could charge a little bit, but you can't charge this much, but how dare you? 
you know? So all of these dynamics started to play and I started to sit with them. And when I started to sit with my own guides, my own spirit team, I was like, wait, hold on. Spirit don't want me to be broke. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) this is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I need to move through this. Mm -hmm. And I need to move through these belief systems that have been passed down to me by even my own teachers. Mm -hmm. Even my own teachers. And also myself that I started to make up that I cannot And I had to break free of them. And the minute I did, I swear to you, so much came pouring in. And is it because you just decided to claim it? Like you had put in enough of that inner and energetic work because at some point, you know, you really pivoted. And and now, like, if you go to your Instagram and if you go to your website, there is no shame in the game. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all over the place. Like, exactly how much money you brought in that month, exactly how much money you're helping your students and clients And I do it on in. purpose. Yeah. I do it on purpose. It's not from a, like, look at me. No. It's, it comes from actually a teaching standpoint. Right. Like, I want to show people that you can do this and be in integrity with your business and your practice, which is the limiting belief that I had. Oh, I can't do that. I'm going to be salesy. Oh, I can't do that. I am pimping out and whoring out my spirituality. Oh, I can't do that. You know, my teacher said no. And and she said not to post these pictures and, you know, like all of these things. So I do it as a representation, Mm -hmm. right? Like the way you came into my life, like I want to represent that to the healer, to the conscious entrepreneur who has this deep desire to also create something. You know what's so beautiful? I have chalked it up to this. You have your human talent, the things that you learn on this earth to be good at. And I learned to be good at business. Mm -hmm. I learned how to be good at casting. I learned how to be good at um, money. I learned how to be good at that. And then you have your godly traits, the ones that you start to realize and initiate into like, holy crap, like I I never realized I was a really good singer. I didn't realize like, you know, I have this deep connection. And when you merge those two things, when you merge your earthly talents with your godly talents, the rock and the star, (laughs) something magical starts to happen. And Mm -hmm. again, I started to have that deeper conversation first with myself. I had to do a lot of crying and, you know, moving through this energy, rewiring those limiting beliefs. Was some of it a a fear of what others would say about you? Oof. Especially my teachers. Yeah. What what are they going to think? Ah, oof. You know, um, I can't do this. You know, what will other people say? What will other people in my community say? What will the yoga community say? What will the meditation community say? How did you get over that? I just came to the real... Because you knew it was the truth for you? I knew not only was it the truth for me, I realized that we're doing ourselves a huge disservice. When you do not honor, I don't know if you've ever gone through this, but I'm going to give you an example. I work with a client and I dishonored my prices. I'm Mm. so sorry, God. And I was like, because I was shameful and I didn't have the balls Mm. and the courage to claim what I felt was an even exchange for my time, Mm -hmm. right? So I went lower and then I, I did this work with this person. And at the end, I was looking at them like, oh, 
I don't like you right now because it was a dishonoring practice mm-hmm. for me. When we disobey ourselves, that's the one thing I learned in my whole journey. I promised myself mm-hmm. I will never disobey myself. I will always be guided by that spirit, not yep. by man. And I learned that in my relationship. I learned that in my business. I learned in that in my prices. And I learned that in charging that. And when we constantly do shit for free. And listen, there's a place to do things for free. I have free yoga every single week. Anybody could come. And I have the privilege to do that because I charge for other things. Yeah. And I think that's where I hold exactly where you're at. But that's why money can be such a charge thing that if you just say the word, oh, we're going to talk about money today, instantly people are flooded with like opinions and thoughts and, and all of this stuff because of just this one word. And it's, it's like some people have this ingrained idea that if you're someone who's championing to hold vast amounts of money in your life, that doesn't have, they have this preconceived notion that that equates to materialism and like what the, the corruption of yeah. the whole world. And it's like, you can, we are infinite multidimensional beings. You can be someone who is championing to hold vast sums of money while also trusting yourself and giving to charities and mm. supporting, you know, whoever person that, you know, comes in your path. Like, I got a download. I mean, I'm not trying to whatever toot my own horn, but I got this random download that I was supposed toot to. Toot girl. Come on. We didn't hear it. Let's go. <laughs> well, it's just a small example, but it's like, I just got this download. It's a, it's a spiritual teacher that I've literally never met. Um, and she's much younger, but I just like love her spirit. And I just got this download that I was supposed to message her and ask how she was doing and where she could feel more supported in her life. And I had an intuitive sense what the answer was going to be. And sure enough, you know, she was transitioning to these different places on the planet. And she, her answer was, you know, financial is, is the support she's calling in. And, you know, this person I've never met, I just was like, what's your Venmo, you know? And it's like, I mean, it's just a small little story and I'm not trying to act like mother Teresa, but it's like when we are owning and claiming, I want to be massively abundant specifically when it comes to money, Mm. don't mistake that that's going to your like, pocket clothes and whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the misconception. And right? not that there's anything wrong with that either. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But there's a misconception that, okay, if you're, let's just say, a spiritual conscious, you know, business that you don't deserve money, that you need to do it for the good of all people. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to do that, that's great. Yeah. But that, you, that's not your path. But that's not your path. That's the saying, that's like, again, comparison. Let's, that's like saying, well, you don't look like, you know, a yoga teacher or you don't look like a shaman or you like, that's the whole point. We live outside of that box for a reason. Exactly. And we also reincarnate in these bodies for also a reason and also to share that message for a reason. You know, people that are I'll give you this example. This is how I know like all the work that I get to do needs to be, you know, centered around money. It needs to be centered around really getting people's frequencies to tune into that. Um, I get messages from so many amazing, intuitive, even psychic readers, like people who are just like, you're so tapped in. And they literally message me, my guides, 
told me to message you mm. to tap into your grid, mm. your abundant mindset and frequency. I work with them. They're not charging anything. They're charging $50, $100. They're breaking their back. They're sending people 150 pages of a PDF, mm. of a reading, all of this shit. They work with me and they're charging $500, $1,000. They're selling out retreats. What does that do? It not only just makes them more abundant, but they're spreading this message. People, not We're not just regular entrepreneurs. We are healers. Mm-hmm. And this is very good for this planet. When you go out and you teach people how to be self-sufficient, on their own gifts, you are changing the economy. You know, I love when people are like, oh, this is capital. No, it's not fucking capitalism. The government wants to trap you and enslave you in this corporate, like, you have to do this in order to get money. And now you introduce a new avenue to people to create money. How amazing Mm -hmm. is that? Mm -hmm. You teach people how to create money just on their gift. Maybe their gift is singing. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and let me just, I'm on a tangent. Here. Yeah, yeah. Nobody freaking questions when, let's just say, Beyonce charges, you know, $15,000 for front row tickets. Nobody, she's not stealing. Nobody questions that shit. That is her talent. God gave her that talent, you know, and also her earthly working on the book. But vocals. if that were to be a meditation event, the, oh, oh my God. God. Fifth, did you, How ha, dare ha, you? Ha, 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 ha. How dare you? There'd why? be articles out about right, it. Right, right. The and, sham of the meditation right. industry. Or, right. <laughs> and so my question always comes back to what are your money stories? What's your relationship to this paper? Mm-hmm. This is paper. What's your relationship to it? Are people good because of it? Are people bad because of it? Should you only have a certain amount? Are people, if you if you make this amount, you're okay being a shaman. Mm-hmm. You can only make this amount, but don't you dare mm-hmm. hit seven figures. Don't you dare be a billionaire. But why? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that story. What's the entanglement there? Because that at the heart is the problem with money. Money is not a problem. Money is great. I love well, it. I love- I, I'm hearing one of the answers to that and it would be, one of the infinite ones would be, you know, how dare you as a shaman make seven figures when there are shamans in third world countries who don't even have a well in their village? That would just be one, just right there. You know, how dare you make that when there are shamans in other locations that are destitute? Right. Well, one, when you have money, you can contribute and you can make a difference. But two, there's a comparison thing here. Why are we comparing? You know, there's a TV producer that only makes $5 here and there's another TV producer that makes a billion dollars. Yes, that might be true. And there's opposition and there's dichotomy and there's all the things. But when you make one thing right and another thing wrong, you're fucked. It doesn't matter. Right. There's balance to everything. And when we do and we sit in this comparison game, it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. It gets to be very, very dangerous. You know, I always come back to what is your intention? Mm -hmm. That intention is charged with so much good. How can what I do be bad when I teach people how to be Mm self-sufficient and they get to heal themselves and they get to teach it to somebody else and they get to all of these things, right? How can what you do because somebody chooses to pay you X, Y, and Z and you help them on their path, you help them heal, you've helped me. And look at what I get to do with my life just by knowing you. How is that bad? Look at how much good comes from what you get to do, from what you get to represent. Maybe you you have a book coming out, you know, and how many lives that gets to touch. You can't write a book if you're broke. 
You can't write a book if you don't have money. So we need to be comfortable with money. Let's stop fighting each other about, you know, who has more and who has, it doesn't matter. Know that it circulates, you know. I give and I take and I give and I take and every time somebody gives me money, I open up two scholarship opportunities for people to come into yep. my circle. I give back 10%. I offer flexible payment plans for the person who can't afford it. Like, I'm able to do so much good And with that's that. the other thing too. It's like, yeah, you know, for the scholarship position, you probably do have that on your website, but there are so many things like speaking of building the wells for the people that's like, I I do contribute to that, but it's like, I'm not going to put that on my website. Like, oh, FYI, this year I've given X amount of thousands of dollars. You know, it's like, that's just what I'm doing because it personally feels right to me. So there's just like, so when these judgments come up, it's important to remember there are a lot of layers and threads to the whole big picture, whether yeah. it's past life karma. Yep. I mean, who knows? Yep. There's a million things that you yep. get kept And by. the embodied guide doesn't need to be performative. That's right. You know? So I can sit here and tell you, like I've mentioned before, I have free yoga every week. That's not something I like promote and blast. Look at me. I do free. No, only you would only know that if you were a client and Mm -hmm. you get that email, you know, you wouldn't know that I go to the church for the past eight years and I give my time to my sister's church and feed the homeless. Why would I have that? It's just like, it's so ridiculous. Like you, we have to be good people and good people do good shit. And if you're a bad person, you do bad shit. And if you have money, guess what? Now you're a bad person that has money. If you're a good person, you do good with money, right? So it's just… It's crazy and it's very performative and and I don't subscribe to that. And, you know, I won't even get into this call-out culture thing. But oh, when people yeah. try to corner… <laughs> it's another episode. I know, right? Can we please call, like, have me come back? I have thoughts on thoughts on me thoughts. Me too. I will just say this. I'll just see this in. I truly feel like cancel culture and the people who are behind it are reincarnated high school bullies. You do nothing good nothing good comes of this when again you put people in you're the right and you're in the wrong nothing good comes out of that you know what you know what good comes out of um thought-provoking questions try that Mm -hmm. ask questions throw things out there and give people your opinion and open it up to the dialogue in the dialogue in the transparency in the opposition That's where we start to diffuse all of this nonsense and stop making this one person right and this one person wrong. And it also typically comes the vast majority of time, the people behind the attempts of the bullying, trolling, canceling, and I say attempts, they have literally never met the person that they're attempting to cancel. Right. Right. So it just comes from jealousy, you know, and and jealousy just comes from, you know, they're at the place where they desire to be and they're using the energy in a wrong way instead of actually getting to know the person, you know, seeing if they can learn something from the person. Settling the ego down or the pain body down and maybe leaning in in a different way. Well, that's the thing, you know, that is led by the ego. Yeah. They're doing all of this stuff. They're doing all of this stuff. Why not me? That's what the, the ego is saying. Well, why not me? Why not me? But I have done all of this stuff, but nobody has seen me. But nobody, you know, that that's really what the dialogue is. Right. And it's not fair that they have that. So let me try, let me try to cut them off at the yes. knees and whack yeah. it down. But you can't. 
when you're connected to God and when you're connected to yourself and you're connected to that deep inner knowing, you just keep getting blessed with more. Mm-hmm. You just keep getting blessed with more. So That's speaking of blessed with more, let's give, like, I know you've got your own courses and way and programs for people to work with you to learn some of this stuff, but please give my soul fam, mm. our soul fam, a couple of juicy nuggets. Like, I don't know how we can whittle it down. The top three things that allowed you to create this six, seven figure conscious business, Mm -hmm. you know, what is, what is the main key or step? What are some like real juicy nuggets? Like, is there something that you discovered in building how your business and brand functions where you're like, Ooh, this, like, what was the biggest moneymaker for you and why? Like, what can you share here that's like we're keeping it pretty real? <laughs> yes. <laughs> keeping it really real and simple. That's something that I've definitely coined about myself and what I do is, is that I love to keep things really simple. I'm never going to be like, oh, you know, Facebook funnels and do this. And like, this is how you get there. Like, mm-hmm. nope. One easy thing that I have done is I have studied the yoga sutras. I have studied the yoga sutras and the yoga philosophy and the practice. And I build and I drive my business through that lens. So what does Mm. that mean? That means when I connect people, I automatically, and actually, yeah, you know, I'll give, I'll gift you, you know, some of my processes. I automatically connect to the intention and I share that with them. I automatically connect with humans and I'm like, here's my intention. What does that do? Transparency. What does also that do? The nervous system starts to calm down. When you share with somebody your intention Mm. for your connection, that is you're energetically charging that that conversation. That's such a great That fluid back and forth. So right away, there is no like, oh my God, she's trying to sell me or like, oh my God, uh, what does she want? People always come with this energy, this nervous energy of like, what is this person? What does Allison want? Why does she like get into my DMs? But when you connect with somebody and you say, hey, Allison, I know you've been in my DMs a lot and wanted some advice about, you know, your spiritual path and we're here on the Zoom call. Let me just set the intention really quickly. You know, my intention here is for you to walk away with two or three nuggets and things that you can start to implement in your life. And, you know, as our energies connect, if something else unravels, we can just kind of keep Mm -hmm. talking about that. Mm -hmm. They go, especially when you're talking to other fellow healers and seers and spiritual people that are tapped in because, and I don't want to get in this tangent because you're onto some really good concrete stuff that I want to give the listeners, but I've noticed like when certain people are acting in a shady way, I'm like, did you forget for a second that I'm, I'm a shaman? shaman? Yes. I'm like, hello, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not a front. Uh, yeah. like, and so I think yeah. I just love this tip so much yeah. because especially in, when you're dealing with other conscious yeah. awake beings, yeah. they can pick up on so much. Our BS meter is like, <laughs> yeah, it just goes up. <laughs> hello, psychic. Hello. <laughs> I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, second thing (laughs) is to really start to move into this energy of uncovering and discovering what's present for this person. Mm. So it really requires us to anchor into being present. So if you're uncomfortable being being present, that's going to be a problem. So notice how all of the, you know, philosophy of yoga, of being present, of setting the intention, all of this starts to come up because the next thing is really uncover and discover what's present for this person. Don't talk. Don't like, hey, I know everything. Like, no, 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 no. Just sit. Look at this person in their eyes. Connect with their energy and listen in. 
to what they have to say. Do you know how powerful it is when we just listen, mm-hmm. when we ask questions? That's where all the answers when, are. Yeah, when we say, where are you? Where do you desire to be? What's in the middle? What's the roadblock? What's stopping you? And this person feels like almost this release. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Allison, you know, this is, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to get on this path. You know, I feel this calling. It's just, it's probably what I did with you, <laughs> you know, in that, in our own relationship, right? It's just, it's the permission to allow people to really be held. You know what you're doing? You're holding space for no one. Holding space for that person. That's so beautiful when you can sit there without raising your hand and being like, I know the answer. Even if you know the answer, Mm -hmm. just sit. Mm -hmm. Just sit with that person, you know? And that's so beautiful because your energies start to connect. So I have taken a human approach to my business. I don't treat my business like, you know, people love to say my business runs like an oil weld machine. Mine doesn't. Mine runs like I need to see the human first. The human comes before the business. That's actually a slogan in our mission statement. Mm. I need to see the human. I need to connect with the human. You know, and then you start to realize like, oh shit, I'm not just doing business. I am like, I'm, I'm, it's an extension of my yoga practice. Yeah. I get to continue to practice, to set the intention, to be transparent, non-manipulation, part of the yamas and the niyamas. Then I move into uncovering and discovering what's present for this person. And I'm practicing my own presence. And I'm practicing holding space for this person. And, and I'm allowing them to release. And then I move into validating their experience so that we don't feel alone. You know, half of the whole thing, right? In the words of Brene Brown, we all want to be seen, you know? Mm-hmm. We all want to be seen. And when you can validate people's experience, you know, kind of like when I came to you and I was like, ah, Allison, I'm doing this yoga, I'm doing this thing. And you're like, yeah, keep going. You validated my experience. And that's what I do for so many people. You're not crazy. Keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, keep being in that. And when you validate, hey, you know what? I was there too. People are like, oh my God, she's a human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a psychic and a human being, mm-hmm. you know? And we need more of those stories. We need to continue to validate people's experiences so they stop feeling crazy. So they stop feeling like, oh my God, I thought I was the only person that heard voices. Right. I thought I was the only person that was connecting in meditation to God and, you know, angelic beings, you know? You validate their experience. And then what happens to the souls? They continue to connect more and they trust more. So it's a trusting process. And you start to realize like, oh, that's what it feels like to continuously trust another human being. I just trusted and told this person something and they didn't leave me emotionally hanging. Mm-hmm. They, were, they told me, it's okay. I'm here with you. I'm validating your experience. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the most important things that I do in my business. And if you take these practices and you apply them to anything that you're doing, in your business right now, especially connecting with people, whether it be in the DMs, whether it be on a sales call, whether it be through your programs, even in your writing, if you can set your intention, if you can really uncover and discover what's present for this person, if you can validate what they're experiencing so they're not just alone and we're not waving the finger saying, I know everything and look at me and look at what I do. That's part of the work. Mm-hmm. Like that is a beautiful. We get to then be the extension of, and this is the last part, 
not being attached. So the practice, right? The yoga practice of non-attachment. What does that mean? Oof, this is especially difficult to talk about when money, but I'll give you the cliff notes, right? It's being, right? Like Eckhart Tolle says, like being the present. How do you, how do you run a business in the future while being present? Very easy. Sit down, write down what you want in the future, mm-hmm. in the present moment. When you remove yourself from that moment, stop thinking about the future because now you're not in the present moment, right? So it's being able to set your goals for the future saying, I want to make a million dollars in my business. I want to sell out this course. I want to X, Y, and Z. And then detaching from the result and allowing your spirit you know what, Allison? I allow the universe to be my marketer. Mm -hmm. I allow the universe to just do its thing. I have practiced surrendering into knowing that I put that out there and I know without a shadow of a doubt it's happening. It's my belief that it's happening. And because I believe it's true, the only thing that can happen is that other reality that already exists up here. I'm calling it forth. I'm not even doubting. I'm not, there's no doubt that this other reality, because I had the thought, Mm -hmm. exists. That's right. It's going to appear. But without that, we can't be attached to it. Right. We cannot be attached. So it's tricky. So you see how it's tricky? Right. You see how you have to be able to say, I want that goal, but I'm not attached to it. Well, what does that mean in practicality? Well, it means that you say you say to yourself, okay, if I am launching this program and it's $50,000, I would love that $50,000 because it would be amazing to touch all of these lives, to have all of this abundance, but I'm not attached to that $50,000 because I know that that $50,000 doesn't make me any more worthy than what I am right now. I am worthy of every single amount of infinite abundance right now. I'm not looking to be validated because I get that. I'm not looking to be any more worthy because I get that. That just gets to be. That just gets to be. And when you can sink and anchor into that energy, and I'm telling you, it's it, it's difficult in the beginning mm-hmm. because your mind can't conceptualize right. that. Your mind is like, what do you mean? How do you reach that without being attached to it? That's the practice. It's the surrendering practice. It's you just put it out there and you know that it's happening and you're not putting any worth. You're not dumping your worth onto this goal. And the way and the people that I have seen actually Uh, come across a lot of abundance. We're about to hit a million dollars, you know, in less than two years. And it's because of that. It's because of that surrender. Mm -hmm. It's because of the non-attachment. It's because I know who I am without it. And when you know who you are without it, you Mm. come blessed with more. Uh Uh-oh, that's the tweetable. As you were sharing all that, I started uh, to see that concept of timelines and how at any one given millisecond in the earthly time-space continuum, there are a number of different timeline yeah. options available. So it's like... There you go. You just said it. Options. Yes. So, you know, when people come to me with their, you know, poverty, broke mentality, and I say that because I was a poverty, broke mentality. Exactly. So I say it with so much love. But you're choosing to believe in that, even when your circumstances say, well, yeah, Melissa, that's, you know, nice that you say that. But like, no, but I was poor. So trust me, I know what it feels mm-hmm. like to have and activate that kind of energy but it's also a choosing it's just like happiness right people can't understand this they're like what do you mean hey you have to choose to be happy mm-hmm. you literally have to wake up every day and say i'm choosing to be happy that's today. right it's the same way with money and this is the 
problem. I get so passionate about money, Allison. I love it. Because people, they just make it this other thing. And it's like, it's not this other thing. It is the same shit that applies to all things mm. in the universe. Mm. And if you put your negative perceptions, your programming, your choosing, and your beliefs to money, you'll never have access to it. It's just that simple. What do you have to do? The work is rewiring all of that. So that way you know that money works just the same as energy. So it's like a boomerang. I take this boomerang and I'm throwing all my good out into the universe. Boom. I'm going to get that boomerang with more good back to me. Boom. I throw the boomerang again and it's bad. It's jealousy. It's cancel culture. It, I'm getting all of that shit back. It's the same thing with money. You have to throw out your perceptions and your intentions about money, that money is good, that money is inherently abundant, that we deserve this. And all of that comes back to you mm-hmm. because it's a principle of law. It's, you're literally playing with the principles of energy and whatever you think about money is true. So if you think, well, I have to work hard, well, then you do. If you think money comes easy and it grows on tree, it will. I have a money tree. Her name is Maria. I talk to her Maria? every day. Maria? Literally, Maria the hey, money tree. Maria, <laughs> girl. Want to get me a money tree. Yes. Get, oh, my God. Please, everybody, get a money tree. Water the tree once a week. Oh. Uh, touch the leaves. This is also another practice that I was uh, doing for a, a really long time. I started to realize that my programming was getting my phone, opening my my app for you know my bank account, and my nervous system was already like <laughs> I, I was so trained for the money to leave. So what I started to do was I started to practice first attuning my energy before I even touched my phone. And I was like, I'm going to open my phone. I'm going to go into the app. There's going to be so much money. I'm going to look at that money. I'm going to talk to that money. I'm going to tell that money how much it's going to grow. And, and I did that. And I started to change my relationship. Now I'm always like, like literally my, my face, I can't even help but smile mm. just because I'm touching my phone. And I'm like, I'm going to open up my app and I'm going to open up the money. And I'm like, oh, yes, you're growing. You're tripling. You're quadrupling. You do so much good. Thank you so much. Keep coming. I, I'm affirming. I know exactly what to do with this money. Give me more. My arms are open. Like all of that. And I like literally just, this. I keep going. And what happens? More keeps, keeps coming. coming. Yeah. Practice it, guys. I promise you, mm. it is actually a lot simpler than we think. And this is what I'm telling you. When you conquer going from being poor to having lots of it. And, and again, it's just the money just gets to be one aspect of it. I would have never been able to access physical money first right. without being rich inside. Yes. Well, that is exactly I, where I was being taken. You started with the intention of uncorking true inner happiness yes. first. And you yes. built that foundation first. And then I realized when I started to build inner happiness and joy and prosperity, money is, is in there too. Mm-hmm. It, it is a fact. Yeah. But we, us humans, we make it bad. And we take it out of the equation. But it is not true. When you start to access joy, you start to access this limitless happiness, you start to realize that you can have anything mm-hmm. in this lifetime. And we deserve it and we shouldn't have to justify it and we don't have to say well only these people we're only bankers we're only stockbrokers no or only if you live here only if you're whatever i was just i'll leave you with this i was just reading this to my students in the sutras book 236 it says all human beings can be wealthy if we practice non-stealing what does that mean we're all stealing knowingly and unknowingly is what the sutra says every time we breathe Mm -hmm. we steal from mother earth even when we have thoughts and 
we steal them because we have a thought, but then that thought leads to an invention and we change the world. But originally that thought, you stole it from somebody else. So you see what happens? Mm -hmm. So, but the practice teaches us that actually we're not stealing if when you get blessed, you continue the blessing. Uh Uh So that when you get blessed, you get to create a podcast out of your time what you're doing, you could have been anywhere in this world. You could have been building your house with, with your man, right? But you're here teaching and representing and having the conversation and continuously pushing that envelope forward. And that's the blessing. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, that's not stealing. You know, it, it says in the sutra, the person that goes to work every single day and takes all the supplies, you know, and prints out 5,000 pages for their own book but still receives that paycheck at the end. Aren't they stealing? Aren't they stealing? Yes, they're stealing, right? So we start to really differentiate. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, this is what happens when the practice of non-stealing appears, right? And the practice really requires us to let it go. When Mm -hmm. I get money, I let it go. I'm like, here, here, here. You know, I'll just say this last thing because this is an abundant mindset. Me and my honey went to... Arizona, Sedona. And, you know, I I wanted to get a massage and I treated us. And um, I left the woman a tip and she came running after me and she was like, you already paid. And I said, I know, that's your tip. She was like, no, but this is more than than what it costs. The service. And I was like, I know. And she literally started Mm -hmm. to cry. And that's the abundance Mm. and the blessing that we get to give people. And that's the whole point. What a wonderful mm. river we were swimming in today. Right? Wow. Yeah. I channel when I talk about bunny. I love oof. seeing you. I know I was so watching that and just relishing. I was like, this is your lane. This is your superpower. I, I just, and just circling back, you know, full circle to where we started our interview, being able to truly be witness to your first dipping of a little toe in and taking the toe out (laughs) and then shaking your foot in and then taking the foot out to where you sit now, like Mm -hmm. in your mastery and in your power and channeling Mm -hmm. all this information about earthly money um, while being so tapped into spirit. Wow. What a miracle, sister. Yeah. So, so proud of you. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Such an honor to have you here. And Thank you for your generosity and sharing yeah. your tips because you walk the talk. You know, you are an embodiment yeah. of these teachings. And like you said, you've come from, you know, both ends of, you know, both ends of the yeah. spectrum and everything in between when it comes to money. So I'm so curious, what ceremonial offering do you want to bestow upon us? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to walk you guys through an activation. Great. Yes, Ooh, I am of ready. Of course. Right. So that everybody gets this potent frequency of energy. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we should, we need to, do you prefer, does it matter for sitting up, laying down, anything? If we can, try to do this sitting okay. as, as much as possible. If your feet are hanging, you can connect the feet to the ground. If you're sitting and you feel comfortable, you can take easy pose by bringing the legs crossed and you can bring the hands to the knees. And obviously, if you also feel comfortable, you can lay down. But if if possible, upright. Like my teacher says, in an attitude position, right? And as we bring our hands to our knees, close your eyes. 
and take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhaling out through the mouth. And just notice if any part is rushing here. If there are any thoughts that come through that are pulling you from what is happening after this moment to trying to digest what happened in the, in the previous moment. Just try to drop into presence. Again, breathe in. Open the mouth and sigh it out. Ah. Relax the shoulders, the heart, the sit bones. One more together. Take a deep breath. Inhale. Open your mouth. Exhale. Ah. Start to relax the space in between the eyes. Relaxing the cheeks. Separating the teeth. Just relax. Relaxing the shoulders and the space in between the shoulders. Just relax. Relaxing the middle and lower spine, the hips and the knees. Just relax. Relax the ankles, the feet, the toes. Just relax. Bring all of your awareness to the base of the spine, the root chakra, the mulandara chakra. This is the space here that really anchors us into earth, that mama energy associated with our relationship to finance, our home, our physical home, our bodies. Start to see this energy. Locate where it's at, at the base of the spine. And whatever you feel, whatever comes up for you here, I want to introduce this affirmation to you. And you can say this in your head. Being abundant never runs out. And I am safe to rest here because I know more is available. You can say this out loud or in your head. Being abundant never runs out. I'm safe to rest here because I know more is available. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhaling out through the mouth. Bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to the womb space, that sacral, the swadhisthana. In the space here, this chakra associated with our creativity, our womb, our connection to all things. And whatever comes up for you here, I want to introduce this affirmation. And you can repeat this louder in your head. Tuning into the frequency of prosperity in all things gets to be fun and easy. I choose to access joy here. The joy. Tuning into the frequency of prosperity in all things gets to be fun and easy. And I choose to access joy here. 
Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to that Manipura chakra, that solar prax chakra, right? By the belly. The chakra associated with our intuition, our deep knowing, our power, that fire in the belly. Whatever comes up for you here, I'm going to introduce an affirmation, a new truth that you can invite into your body. My power comes from trusting my inner intuition, my inner knowing that I am deserving of all things. You can repeat this out louder in your head. My power comes from trusting my inner intuition, my inner knowing that I am deserving of all things. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale, let it go, release. Ah. Bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to the heart space. And if you want, you can bring the hands into the heart space as well. This heart, the place that makes us human, this is where we jump from the lower chakras being our animalistic chakras to now becoming a human being that can love and forgive and have compassion. Mm, so beautiful. Now I'll introduce an affirmation here, a new truth for you. I was born with infinite ability to create all of my heart's desire, and I am love. You can say this out louder in your head. I was born with an infinite ability to create my heart's desire, and I am love. Deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to that throat chakra. That chakra that has the beautiful ability to know when to speak less, to know when to speak up. And I'll introduce an affirmation here. When I speak and honor my voice, I get to co-create with the universe because I am worthy. You can say this out loud or in your head. When I speak and honor my voice, I get to co-create with the universe because I am worthy. Deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to that third eye where the Maya lives, that place of vision, that place of seeing outside into other worldly dimensions. And as we stay here in this energy, take a moment to visualize and see yourself in the next three years. 
see yourself in the place where infinite possibilities reside, where you can be anything and everything, that place of no judgment, that place of not having to be afraid, what would you be? Who are you with? What are you doing? What does this place feel like? Are you swinging in the Bali swing? Are you running around the forest? Are you in your beautiful mansion? What exists in this realm? What is possible for you here? Meet that future self in this place. And know that that reality that you see, that feeling, that tingle, the hair sticking up, already exists in a parallel dimension. So our job is to tune into that frequency. Bring both hands over the heart. And bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to the crown chakra right above the head. This chakra that connects us up and down to God, to source, universe. And I'll introduce the affirmation and a new truth. I am made of the same magic that the cosmos are made of. Therefore, I can do anything. I am godlike. You can say this in your head or out loud. I am made of the same magic the cosmos are made of. Therefore, I can do anything. I am godlike. Feel this activation running up and down the chakras. Tune into the energy that you most desire. Call in all of your parts. And know whatever your heart desires already exists. Take a deep breath all collectively. When you're ready, you can wiggle your toes, you can wrinkle your fingers, and bring all the sensations back to the space, bring your awareness back to your body. And very slowly, you can lift the eyes open, almost like curtains, to your new reality, your new, new, your new truths, the ones you get to embody and believe in. That was my gift. What <laughs> a gift. Oh, wow. Thank you mm. so much. You're so welcome. I got a flash vision of a future timeline, but I'm not going to say it until it happens. And when it happens, Ooh! I'm going to say, this is that vision that I saw. Ooh! 
I can't wait. I it's can't a wait. good one. Oh, this is, I wanted to walk you through what this activation feels like because it, it does feel like you felt that energy yeah. stirring, yeah. you know, so it's different than just like meeting a future self. It's, you know, different than just like relaxing the body. You know, I really work with energy and realizing how we get to activate it mm-hmm. and how easy and free <laughs> it right, is. Right, <laughs> right. It took us, what, six minutes, yeah. five minutes? Yes. Wow. I love that so much. And that'll be one that I revisit. So friendly reminder to the Soul Fam joining us, sitting with us in this very potent, uh, multifaceted, but uh, money ceremony circle that you can come back, you know, just uh, anytime you want to. Of course, you can re-listen to our entire chat, but if you just want to drop into the activation whenever you feel called, just go right to the activation. Oh, 100%. And make it your daily practice. That's what I was going to say. This is a practice. This is something that I do all of the time. You know, people always ask me, like, you're not afraid? Yes, of course I'm afraid. Of course, sometimes I get afraid, but I have to come back to the practice, right? Come back to anchoring into my why and also making sure that I'm always kind of, we're always attuning to that mm. energy because, you know, life happens, you know, emotions are real. And sometimes we do get knocked off of our horse. Mm-hmm. The, the practice here, like my teacher says, uh, I want to quote her. She says, you know, practice makes permanence, not perfection. Mm-hmm. So we have to practice the practice. Yes. We have to practice tuning in. We have to practice our yoga. We have to practice being good people. We have to practice being polite. We have to practice. Just practice. That's it. Just practice. Yes. This is so juicy. <laughs> so good. I know. I'm just going to keep bathing in this river that was created. Thank you again. You are so welcome. Thank you for, yeah, just your bravery and willingness and ability to um, share and activate others. And so excited to just continue to be witness to where your life takes you and um, it's in the cards that you also moved to Texas. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Putting it out there. Never know. You never know. Ah, uh, any, you feel complete or any? I feel so complete. Me too. I, I thank you. Thank you. I think I've said like, thank you at least five times in this connection with us. And that was really important for me too, to connect with your tribe, to share, to be a light, to empower, to activate, to hold the torch, to shed the light of what's possible. That is my whole thing, right? Like what is possible in this place of infinite possibility in this kind of energy frequency when we tap into it or when we get really close to it. This is why there's that saying, of like getting in the room that's what that means mm-hmm. you're getting you're, you're close to that energy that person's emanating that energy but I also wanted to say thank you mm-hmm. thank you for showing up into my life for representing so much possibility for me for being the lighthouse for sharing your own light I love you thank you thank you I receive into my heart You're very welcome. I bow in honor and thank you. You know, we called, our souls called each other and uh, so much learning to be had from you now being bestowed upon me. So thank you too, sister. And I love you too. All right, I'm going to do a little rattling to seal and close off this circle. Thank you everyone for joining us in this very high frequency money conversation and ceremony today.
Woo! What a powerful voyage that was. It is just my greatest honor. It brings me so much joy and activates and lights up my soul to be able to sit with these incredible embodied true spiritual masters and leaders from all over the world. I ask that you please, if you feel called, continue to support them and their work in whatever way that feels aligned for you. Please go to my website where all the show notes are listed, www.alisoncharles.com. That's www.alisoncharles.com so that you can access their direct links to their website and social media platforms and additional information about them. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle so unique is that at the end of every single episode, as you just experienced, we immerse in a powerful ceremony, ritual, invocation, prayer, spiritual song, some sort of activation that the guest feels called to offer on that day. So listen to your intuition. If at any point moving forward, you feel called to come back and re-immerse in this guided ceremonial experience, do so. Because I guarantee every single time you experience it, you will receive a new medicine transmission, a new awareness, a new awakening aspect within your soul. It has been an honor voyaging with you Please keep the Ceremony Circle community vibes growing and activating. Find me on Instagram at I am Allison Charles. And let me know how you enjoyed this episode. Let me know how you are creating your own sacred Ceremony Circle space. Tag those in your soul fam who are immersing in the Ceremony Circle episodes and experiences with you. And let's unite in the next episode coming out next week so we can continue to activate the consciousness energies of planet Earth and the universes. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.